Good morning and welcome to the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report. I'm Mike Sakel. With me this morning, I have uh, two guests who are collectively known as the Catskill Faux Gras Collective. It is uh, Marcus Henley, is Vice President with Hudson Valley Faux Gras. And uh, we also have uh, Sergio Saravia who's uh, been on the program before and uh, speaking for LaBelle Farms, uh, the two uh, faux gras operators here in the Hudson Valley in Sullivan County, part of our economic base here, and have been dealing with uh, a particular issue, the possible banning of faux gras in New York City. So, gentlemen, uh, I I said we were going to start off with giving a, a little bit of a synopsis of what's going on. This all began back in 2019. There was a New York City law that was passed uh, that uh, essentially would destroy your operations, really cease the operations for a very, very, your primary and largest markets here in the area. So who would like to just speak a little bit about uh, how this all came about? Well, I'll be glad to, uh, Mike. Marcus, it's, yes. It's, it's been uh, quite an adventure. Uh, this bill was introduced in February of 2019, and uh, Sergio and myself and other <clears throat> members of our team uh, went to the city council, and we met with over half of the city council members of their staffs to explain our farming practices and invite them up to the farm. And it was a, a um, <clears throat> it was a difficult experience it seemed that the um the the city council members had it in their mind to um pass this foie gras sales ban um without the due diligence that we would think uh, that they would be required or should be doing so you know we kept saying over and over the truth about how because this was uh ostensibly an animal welfare issue that the process of making foie gras is detrimental to the animals and we offered everyone that we talked to an opportunity it's the truth is two hours away from you and uh, please come and see how we take care of our animals and uh, they didn't want the truth to get in the way of their politics so in november 2019 they passed uh, a law that would ban foie gras sales in November of t- starting in November of 2022 in New York City. Now, that's 25% of our business. And right. uh, if we lose 25% of our business, then you're potentially, because you have to pay your overhead and um, keep everything going, you lose 25% and you potentially lose everything. And between the two companies, we have over 300 people that are working here in Sullivan County. I mean, our, our perils are, you know, very significant. And, uh, uh, and so the economic damage to Sullivan County would be, um, it would be difficult, not only for us, but the, 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 you know, the people that rent us our houses, the gasoline that we put in our cars, et cetera. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, we went uh, in the Sullivan County um, legislature, former Congressman Faso, uh, helped point us in the direction of a uh, a law that, in New York that says that a, uh, a municipality can't pass a law that restricts agricultural operations in a state-certified agricultural district. Right. That's and, through New York uh, State. That's a state law through New York State Ag and Markets, correct? That's correct. And uh, so Sullivan County, uh, mm-hmm. the Sullivan County Legislature, um, uh, uh, LaBelle and Hudson Valley each applied 
to New York State Ag and Markets uh, to for a review of this law. And in 2020, they uh, New York State sent a letter to New York City and said, "Look, you, you can't do this." And uh, it, it, you know, government uh, it turned slowly, but we continued to um, uh, to follow the issue. And then in uh, in 2022, mid-year, as the implementation date uh, was coming, uh, LaBelle and Hudson Valley filed suit against the city and asked for an injunction while all of this played out. Mm-hmm. The injunction was granted, so we were able to continue to sell after the implementation date, um, but at, at almost at the last minute, uh, the state came and and told New York City that uh, we've definitively decided we've issued an order and you cannot implement this sales ban. So, um, and, and Sergio, you and I have spoken about this before. Both Hudson Valley Faux Gras and uh, LaBelle Farms are located within uh, the Sullivan County boundary, are you, and you're both within one of the two agricultural districts here, is that correct? That's correct, yes. We're right next to each other. We're neighbors. Right. And again, as Marcus had said, some 300 full-time employees that you have. Uh, at, in it's total. over four. It's 400 over 400 employees. With, yeah. your, with your two facilities. Yeah. So this was yes. uh, this was a big economic uh, cut uh, if, if this were to take place. Um, it's devastating. And I, I don't think people realize how much of an impact it would have because it extends to other farmers. Like we had John Hubert and everybody come and speak on our behalf at the legislature. And then also like the self-help group that we help with the the addiction problems and stuff like that and then Marcus does the clinic so it's it's a devastating impact on the Sullivan County yeah. if you take everything into account now nobody from the New York City Council not a single council person ever visited any of your facilities never never and like Marcus said we invited them we brought buses down for them we brought cars whatever they needed in terms of transportation or facilitating it and they just simply said we'll we'll, we'll contact you when we're ready never did anything no interest in coming so now new york state ag and markets has uh, has made their decision at this point you are open for business where does it go from here i mean is there still litigation have you heard about any response coming from new york city no response yet we're still waiting to see if they're going to file that article 78 proceeding but we haven't heard as of now And, and what would that be they have to bring in an action against the state, basically, in Albany, saying that they, they can't do what they're doing with making them comply with their order. Now, there was a, an article in the Sullivan County Democrat that appeared um, this last week, I believe it was, and uh, they quoted some of the uh, animal rights groups, which you'd made reference to, Marcus, that, that, that they weren't really done with this. Uh, I mean, do you see do you see pushback on this, and and what do you think is uh, lies ahead for the future? Are you are you satisfied that this is a, a win for you? Well, they had a thirty day period of time uh, to file an action against the state in Albany, and uh, as of yet, we've not heard uh, we've not heard that that, uh, that that's been done. But that that timeline is is still open. The uh, uh, it's, I think they have an uphill challenge mm-hmm. um, because there's a presumption that state agencies um, have the authority and uh, make correct decisions. 
the, the legal language in the letter was uh, was comprehensive, and so we while we are not. Uh, we're still waiting to see if the city will file an action against the state. We're fairly confident that uh, that won't be successful. And so the animal rights uh, groups, they're, they're there's only essentially there are a couple of very, very small players, but uh, Hudson Valley and and LaBelle are the foie gras farmers in the United States. So, right. you know, if you're, if you're going to uh, try to uh, change laws, if you're going to attack part of animal agriculture, then a good place to start is an animal industry that only has two, two relatively um, small farms as, as a national scale. Uh, so it's been it's been quite interesting. Um, the the one thing that is I think really important at, to to understand is that okay. So if you wanted to pick a fight with somebody, you don't pick chicken or pork or beef. You know you start out with the foie gras guys. They started out with the foie gras guys in California, and uh, that ban has been in effect. Um, uh, it was overturned. It was put back in effect, and we're currently. Uh, in terms of California, uh, this is our third trip to the Supreme Court, and uh, out of 8,000 cases a year, uh, about 20 are referred to the Solicitor General of the United States for for the opinion of the United States. And our case was uh, sent to the Solicitor General. The Solicitor General recommended some clarification, uh, so we were sent back to California, and we're back into the Supreme Court. At the same time, uh, California, using the foie gras ban as a template, banned the sale of pork products unless they were produced in a way uh, that California uh, feels uh, is correct. And so if you grow a pig in Iowa or New York, you can't sell it in California unless it's grown in a certain way, very similar to the foie gras ban. Yeah, so. Yeah. My point is that is that people say, ah, oh, it's just foie gras, but it's not. It's the precedent that can be applied to other farmers. Right, right. So uh, there might be some individuals that are listening right now that have heard these these arguments about foie gras and all. I, I wanted to kind of give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about that. And uh, are your farms open? I mean, if, if someone was interested, if someone wanted to know, as, as you said before, for doing their due diligence, even from a personal perspective, can they visit your facility? Well, one of the things that we're dealing with nationally, uh, and in, in, as a matter of fact, inside Sullivan County in the last couple of months, is avian influenza yes. has been just devastating. Yes, and so the access to the farms, and we both operate under uh, biosecurity plans that are certified by the state of New York. Of course, and. Yeah. Uh, so we have since, uh, uh, you know, for the last 20 years, we have been open and people just come up and say, hey, you know, let's see this. And and we've been very happy to take them out. We're on pause right now uh, because the the um, 
you know, the avian influenza situation is so so dangerous sure. to all of yeah. us. No, understood, understood, and that's a valid point. Uh, obviously, uh, you can communicate with individuals, your your public, and and again, you know, part of the community here. I know Hudson Valley Faux Gras and LaBelle Farms have, have been longtime members of the community. Uh, how much how much of an economic impact would you say you have within Sullivan County? Sergio, I know you've you've spoken about this with uh, with us before. Yeah, no, but the numbers that Marcus did before was uh, we brought in about fifty million, and uh, with a three to one economic multiplier, it's one hundred and fifty million. When you take into account all the different businesses that basically depend on us, and you take the oil companies, the Kashetan Mills. So it's a, it's a tremendous right. impact, and that number is actually growing with the things that, you know, it's, it, you look at Hudson Valley, and they're, they're an incredible leader in terms of this industry and with what Marcus does with them and their growth and what he expands to and with the cooking facilities and that stuff. So it's amazing what an impact it would be to Sullivan County, and the fact that the money comes from outside into the county is what really helps the county because... If you look at the other food industries in the county, they suffer because the county can't support them. Well, and, and you're in a rather good position at this point, barring all the legal issues, uh, as being really the two major faux gras producers uh, within, really, the United States, right? We are, we are in a great position, and that's why we did the co-op, and we work together, and it's it's been wonderful. We're working, working with Marcus and, you know, taking care of everything in, in terms of working on the production, uh, the marketing part of it. It's a great position to be in now. Well, stepping away from the legal issues, I wanted to ask both of you as we wrap up here, uh, are there future plans on expansion? What are some of the things that you're working on within your, your individual uh, operations, Hudson Valley Faux Gras and uh, LaBelle Farms? Uh, well, we do, uh, both of us do some chicken processing, and that's... Uh, uh, we're in a position to uh, double our, our 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 chicken processing from about forty thousand birds to eighty thousand a week. Uh, we have um, we're working on a ten thousand square foot addition to our airport road farm for a cooking operation, and I know that Labelle has uh, projects that are ongoing also. What is the cooking operation? I'm just curious. Uh, we supply um, uh, we uh, broth operations and rendered animal fats. Uh, you'll find our products in um, from uh, Walmart to uh, most uh, uh, grocery store chains across the country. Very interesting. And Sergio, are there are there any specific plans with Labelle Farms? Yeah, we we have right now. We like he said, we're expanding the chicken processing, and we're also going into the red meat industry. We're, we're doing casco quality meats and we're going to go into that because of the hardship that a lot of the farmers around here are having with getting their beef slaughtered and their hogs slaughtered. So we're actually, we bought everything already. We have the equipment and we're putting it together. And oh, really? Hopefully yeah. soon we'll be up and running and we'll be able to help all the farmers that have to travel these ungodly hours and wait a year to slaughter their animals. Yeah, meat processing, you know, a meat processing facility within Sullivan County has been one of those things that have been batted back and forth for a long, long time. And uh, And everyone, you know, 
and it, it, it's such a need and it, it yes. you know, and we have we have everybody and you know obviously we always work together like with Marcus and you, ha you take his experience my brother's experience Herman Lee's experience and you put that all together and you you can make any anything with animals you'll make it work to the best possibility well terrific I wish you both uh, additional success. I know, again, uh, a very, very important part of the Sullivan County economy, and uh, hopefully many of those legal issues will be will be left behind uh, as things uh, get clear for the faux gras business here in Sullivan County. Uh, Sergio Saravia, LaBelle Farms, and Marcus Henley uh, with Hudson Valley Faux Gras. Thank you so much for, for joining me today on the, on the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Mike Sakel, and now you can always listen to the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report as a podcast. Check it out on Anchor.com or wherever you get your podcasts, as well as RadioBold.com for the Thunder Country Ag and Garden Report.